Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, September 8th, where we saw the market fizzle to end a not so great weekend. Yeah, it wasn't a great day. It wasn't a great week. I uh, want to take a look at a few stocks that are doing reasonably well, Shopify, Microsoft, and Marriott. All right, we'll do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. Today, the NASDAQ up one-tenth of a percent by sessions close. The S&P 500 up just a little bit more than that. The Dow up some two-tenths of a percent today. And small caps, the Russell 2000, down a quarter of a percent. So giving back early gains. And now it looks like support that we had at the 50-day, now a resistance area here for the NASDAQ. Yeah, pretty clearly there's resistance for the NASDAQ and S&P today, you know, got pretty close to those levels and fell off, um, partly because of Treasury yields, probably. So yeah. it's sort of a narrow, there's resistance to the 50-day line, and then the next level is the August 29 low for the follow-through days. So it's a very tight range. Uh, a close below that level would be a very bearish sign. We undercut it intraday on Thursday on the S&P and NASDAQ, didn't close below it. But if we close below it, that would be a very, very bad sign that the rally would very likely fail. Uh, haven't happened yet, but that's a very narrow band. So it wouldn't take much. You can imagine if the NASDAQ rallied up to 14,000, people were like, hey, this is starting to look pretty interesting again. And a lot of stocks would be flashing buy signals. Really, I mean, that's you know, really just a little bit more than a you know percent uh, on the downside, even less than that to close below it. So, you know, wouldn't wouldn't you know we could we could have a very bullish or bearish take in, in just the next few days, but uh, but we're not there right now. Yeah, we'll have to see which way we need to bend as further information presents itself. And next, let's take a look at the S and P five hundred, Ed. A similar situation here with these moving averages converging uh, under the 4,500 level. And we also have to the downside that followed through day low, which roughly coincides with Thursday's low, and then the 50-day and a round number to the upside. So support and resistance at these uh, very narrow areas, which I guess the upside of that is maybe if we break one way or another, uh, there will be uh, a little bit more of a decisive feeling on the direction. What's your take? Yeah, it might. Of course, we might also have a situation like we open or open one direction or the other and then switch right back. So it, it may not be immediately obvious, but it, the odds right. just right now, it's the, the direction is is not clear right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've seen some interesting intraday action. So looking at how markets shape up by the close, like like this morning, great example. You know, <laughs> things were looking fairly decent, not powerful, but it was kind of like, all right, let's see how this day progresses. And we didn't strengthen, we weakened. So all right, next on the list, let's take a look at the Dow. So here's a look at blue chips kind of around the same area where it's bumped its head all year long, uh, around 3,400 uh, to 500 or so, Ed, and below the key 50-day line. Yeah, so it bounced a little bit late in the week, but it, it was the first to fall through the 50-day line, and it actually closed on, on Wednesday below the August 29th follow through day. Not as important for that as the S&P and NASDAQ, but uh, this has been lagging. You can look at that RS line. It's been lagging for a long time, all year, really. Uh, which is not totally surprising, but this is this is not the leading index. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's take a look at small caps zero RUS hanging on by a thread here at the 200 day. Do you think, Ed? It's been an area we've found support at the past, but this was a pretty bad week uh, for small caps here, down 3.6%. Yeah, really ugly week. If we go through the 200-day line, there's a good chance the NASDAQ and S&P go blue. their follow-through-day lows. I mean, there'd be a lot of, you can imagine, a lot of negative scenarios. And this also speaks to the breadth. I, I know I didn't ask about this, but maybe just show GMIAB, which yeah. is the NASDAQ advanced decline line. That's not going to show today's action. I believe we were about maybe slightly negative, but we're basically at long-term lows. I mean, you could stretch those things out. You're not going to get something lower. Uh, really weak uh, throughout August, and there was a tiny bounce, you know, in the prior week, uh, but it wasn't that good. And then mm -hmm. we really deteriorated again. So this is a bad sign. Nizy, not as bad, but this just shows you the weak breadth, the Russell. And this is not a good sign. There's a lot of, you know, it's like, it's not just the indexes, you know, the leadership is narrowing, the breadth is narrowing. There's definitely some negative signals out there. Yeah. And what's one of the big factors, Ed? Interest rates. So as we saw the yields come off lows, it seems like then stocks came off highs. Is that sort of the relationship that we're seeing? Of course, it's not a lockstep kind of thing, but there is that influence there. Yeah, absolutely. And the rally in the prior week was to a great extent, you know, and when the big gains came as the 10 year treasury fell back. So we're clearly at the mercy. At some point, we don't care. Sometimes we don't care about the treasury yields. Right now, we care a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take a look at some ETFs of the dollar. If we look at the 10-year, we also like to look at the dollar. So reversing higher today and trading at its highest levels. Of course, it gets squished on this weekly chart here. Let me go to a best fit. There you can really see the week-by-week -week advance that we've seen from mid-July and now the dollar at its highest levels since last November at yeah, so that with the yields, those are a real drag on, on the market. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, one bright spot is the oil and gas sector. Here's a look at USO, which tracks crude. Last week was a big week, up over 6%, but this area was able to add to its gains up about 1.8% on the week, hitting its highest levels since last September. So uh, one year highs here for USO. Yeah, really, uh, really nice action here. And this is what's driving energy stocks. I mean, it's, it's not too complicated. <laughs> it's uh, really not. <laughs> it's not. So higher prices. And, it, you know, this is really dominated by Exxon and Chevron, which aren't leading the energy sector. It's those oil drillers, the oil services. A lot of those names are really doing well. Uh, but this is clearly the energy sector is, is the one real powerful sector right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On IBD Live this morning, we looked at a number of names in the sector that were having really uh, strong gains. Marathon, Petroleum, NPC comes to mind. Uh, look at what a strong week here, up 6.4%. And uh, we saw other names in the group uh, showing strength as well in this refining group there. Okay, next on the list, let's take a look at IGV. So this is the software sector eking out a gain today and going tight this week. On the week, managed an up week, up six tenths of a percent after a strong week prior. 
Yeah, there's a lot of strength in software. Uh, it's really impressive in, in some of the mega caps, but also some of the cloud names. Yeah, you're going to have some individual losers on earnings, but a lot of strength here. You wouldn't know that there was the NASDAQ had a terrible week. Uh, Adobe and Oracle earnings are next week. Those are the two biggest names in the IGV, so that's going to be a big factor for this ETF, but also just for what they have to say about cloud computing and AI. Uh, so I think those will be really important. But yeah, software looks a lot different than the chip sector. It does. That's a great segue. Here's a look at SMH. Uh, gap down below its moving averages on Thursday and failed to make up ground today on the week down 3.7%. So yeah, uh, looking a little different here, Ed. Yeah, NVIDIA, which is the biggest name in there, that, that one fell. It didn't have a terror. The chart looks okay. But it was a big loss. That's a that's a you know, this is the big component. And then Apple related Apple China fears. That's a bad sign for all those iPhone chip makers and maybe concerns about China chip sales just in general. So yeah, that well while software is doing better, a lot better than the hardware right now. Mm -hmm. And two more ETFs here to look at IYT. This is the transports. Uh, so some deterioration here, undercutting the low of the base off by three and a half percent. Ed. Yeah, probably the fuel costs aren't helping. But anyway, if you're outside of energy and software, there's not a whole lot of things that were looking that that good this week. Mm -hmm. So yeah, here's a look at XLI uh, moving below its 50-day line as well. And near recent lows in this space. All right, let's take a look at some individual names, a compelling setup taking shape for Shopify with that gap up last week on the Amazon partnership news and now forming a handle. So, uh, you know, when we were talking about this move that day, that was an aggressive entry that the stock presented on 831. But I think a number of us were saying, let's see if it can hold this gap. Let's see if it can tighten up, form some sort of handle. And it's doing that now. Yeah. And on a weekly chart, I mean, it's probably not yet, but in an hour or two, MarketSmith will show this as a cup with handle. Uh, the daily chart still needs one more day. In some ways, though, the handle looks better on a daily, though. It feels it sort of feels better. Um, I will say it is, it is going now, starting to fill the gap. You know, it's right. now below the gap. So that is something. Now, maybe this is just a shakeout. Like if we were bound from here, that's okay. And we're not that far from the 50-day line. So this could start mm -hmm. looking bad without too much trouble. Uh, you know, just... So again, it's like everything else. If this rebounds, immediately go, look, this is an obvious buy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, you know, but it's like, so definitely I think you'd want to wait to see some strength, at least breaking the downtrend mm -hmm. of this handle. Uh, but yeah, there's like the growth. This is a turnaround. I mean, there's some names like Shopify. Yeah, it's been around for a while, but it's getting out of logistics. It's expanding into uh, it, expanding the partnership with Amazon, its business is transformed. That's why its earnings are going to be 52 cents versus four cents. And this is enormous and huge growth next year. Uh, it is definitely very much once again end in the can slim for new. It is. And uh, regarding how, you know, it, it wouldn't take much to make it look great, wouldn't take much to make <laughs> it look like something we don't want to uh, have on our radar. It kind of reminds me of that uh, basketball player analogy that we like to use sometimes. How you just have to be so nimble whether you're going to go on offense or defense. And so, if traders can get in that mindset just to to, to be nimble and, and quick on their feet, uh, seems like it would serve us well, Ed. Yeah, definitely, definitely time to do those exercises with you, with your feet there, back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to we don't want to break any ankles while we're <laughs> trying to pivot. Okay, let's go to Microsoft. 
software giant Mr. Softy up 1.3% today. Volume has been light as it's been working on the right side of the space. Potentially, though, Ed, an early entry here for this long-term leader stock? It certainly could be. It could have been. I think with the market being under pressure, the volume being light, and the fact that we have Adobe and Oracle earnings next week, uh, those all sort of speak to, well, maybe this wouldn't be the time to be aggressive. It's just sort of, there's just a lot of reasons to, to not. I mean, again, this could work, but it also feels like it's not super decisive above the 50-day line. If maybe after Oracle earnings on Monday, it pops up a little bit, yeah, you might pay a higher price, but you might feel a little more comfortable about things. Uh, still nice to see this name come back a little bit. This, along with NVIDIA, is one of the, at least was, the, one of the AI leaders. Uh, if anybody's going to make money off of AI, as opposed to just servicing, just, but actually the AI services, uh, it, Microsoft seemed to be in a good position. So, you'd, you know, if you're, if you're a believer in the AI hype, you'd like Microsoft to do at least reasonably well. So we'll see. Yes, we will see. We'll see how this base shapes up. And last but not least, let's take a look at Marriott in the travel sector, up 2.8% today. Volume was lacking on this bounce, but a pretty healthy looking price setup here. Yeah, I mean, travel is definitely a mixed bag. When, when Marriott broke out a few months ago, a couple months ago, the travel sector looked pretty strong. Now it's there's a few names that are doing all right. It was a pretty good bounce off the 10-week line. The volume was light. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't anemic, but it wasn't great. So, uh, you know, I suppose that, like if you got above last week's high, you know, you could probably argue some kind of early entry, a basis in the process of forming probably needs another week to, uh, to form. Uh, you know, that would be something to watch for. Again, not a great market and the sector is sort of iffy. Uh, so, but I just, just trying to bring up something because a lot of the energy names are extended. Yeah, uh, A lot of names are out of, like not a whole lot of stocks to buy right now. I mean, there's some areas that are doing better than others, but there's not a lot of things that are actionable right now. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll add it to the watch list. Okay, Ed. So as we wrap, what should traders be thinking about for the week ahead? Well, just talking about like, you know, being nimble either way. I just also just Again, like if you're on a mountain road, you don't want to be like, that's not when you step on the gas and you're weaving through the curves or when the weather conditions is like, even if you could get away with it, why would you want to risk it? It's not a straightaway highway. Uh, so it's just not, doesn't seem like a time to be stepping on the gas. If you have some positions where you can probably hold on to them, assuming that those positions aren't, you know, falling apart, aren't flashing sell signals. But, you know, probably want to wait and see how the market develops. But um, well, while you're waiting and seeing, take the weekend build up your watch list so you're ready if things get better, but also you have to just be ready to step back. Right. Yeah. It seems like the, the bull case here, this is a normal digestion in the early stages of a bull market. But on the other hand, we shouldn't just uh, go all in if we are still in this rate hike cycle that seems like a, a major headwind and you know with the Economy potentially still on shaky ground. There, there are still those looming concerns there, Ed, and that could make its way into the equity market. Yeah, and just to, I mentioned Adobe and Oracle earnings, uh, and on Tuesday we'll have the Apple iPhone reveal. I don't know how much that will really move markets because we there'll be a new iPhone. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how, but there'll also be Lenar. There'll be the CPI inflation report. So there's not a whole lot of news events, but there's some some news events that are pretty important at the same time. 
Okay, well, we'll have to see how the market reacts to those headlines next week. Thanks so much, Ed. And thanks everyone for watching. We will be back with more on Monday morning on IABD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IABD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here on Monday, not tomorrow, because that's the weekend, <laughs> on Monday at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.